0: Welcome into the Friday, October 13, 2023 installment of Market Plus. Joining us now to my right, Elaine Cubb, Jeff French. Thank you both for being here. Don Rose, did we pick on you?
1: Thank you. Well, just a little bit, but that's okay, Paul.
0: This is the, I think, third time we've sat the three of you together. And we've, we do panels different times with different people. Uh, this was the one where I thought we had the most like back and forth. And Elaine disagreed with some things and you were causing trouble, causing trouble. Uh, Do you think, I mean, producers hear different opinions all the time. What should the root, when they listen, think back to what they just listened Uh to the show and they hear different viewpoints of things. That's good for someone, right? To have a different opinion?
2: Well, you'd hope so. I mean, that, that is honestly like the, the biggest danger of participating in these markets is if you have one opinion and you, only, and you only listen to one thing and you just listen to everything that confirms what you already believe and you just lock yourself into that and you don't listen to the other dangers of what could go wrong with your opinion. So actually listening to things that, that you know, challenge you or make you think that's the best, that's the best thing you can do for, for a grain market.
1: Is she crazy, Don, with that? No, I mean, I actually, you know, for every buyer there's a seller in this market, you know, so that's the number one thing. And um, so there are a lot of different opinions. And I tell you, a lot of things can change, Paul, from day to day and week to week. So you've got to be pretty flexible in the market uh, over uh, history. And we had to be flexible in the control room. And I want to say a shout out to the control
0: room for following along. Normally, when you watch this show, it it goes wheat, corn, soybeans, cotton, you know, into the livestock. But we went off the rails and it's not, Elaine's apologizing, it's not your fault. Uh, It's me. I'm sitting here. I can say no, we're going to talk about this and this is the way it's going to be. Don, I'm going to start with you. Let's start with Mike in Nebraska. He submitted a question uh, via the X. What do you recommend for unpriced bushels? If you're 75% sold corn and 85% sold beans on the 23 crop and then what do you do in 24?
1: Well, one thing I would say that's probably pretty, you know, if you sold above the market substantially where we're at now, those are pretty good sales and um, you're probably probably down to your gambling bushels. And I would say usually historically to make sales at harvest time is not a good uh, time to make sales. And seasonally, the market usually goes up. Uh, we usually get some kind of, uh, issues with South America. Um, and so I think there's more odds going up than down for next year's crop. I think the same thing, Paul, it's a little early to make big decisions out there. Um, you know, when you're making highs on last year's crop, um, when they made those sales, probably that was the time to think more in 20, uh, 24. So I would say I would be on hold on sales. Let's see if the market can retrace. we were in a downtrend for 30 days and our stuff flipped around to the upside this week. So it technically looks better to us, Paul.
0: Jeff, you already had a 24 question, so Elaine gets to, do you have any 24 recommendations right now?
2: No, I think that's, that's absolutely appropriate is just think seasonably about what kind of opportunities may be in the future. I mean, unless you desperately need cash for some reason, yeah, this may not be your best moment.
0: All right, Elaine, let's talk about weather, but the dry, the lack of the rain. Uh, this is Mark who submitted us a question, with river levels so low, mm. can we compete in the soybean market via the Pacific Northwest to China?
2: Yes, that is, that is very much what is happening. The evidence is that the movement of soybeans has, has shifted dramatically to what is a normal pattern. I think only 25% of soybean exports have been out of the Gulf so far this year. The rest of them are kind of moving towards the PNW. And you very much see that. In the basis levels along the river like for for most of the harvest basis levels across most of the country they're fairly normal for this time of year but you got 50 under 70 under for soybeans in illinois right along the river in october i mean that's it is because of that that drastic scenario
0: jeff in a former life you lived a little you were you were more dependent in where you were at about uh, illinois and the river and the mississippi from your vantage point now, is there any difference that an Iowa, mid-Iowa producer has versus some of those clients you had in, say, Illinois, in relationship to a dry Mississippi?
3: Well, it's kind of reversed. I mean, they, they when the river was high, you know, they would have the good basis. Well, that's kind of gone away this year. Maybe it comes back with these rains. But, yes, going back to the p Pacific Northwest, uh, the beans are competitive, I mean, for December delivery when you're looking at, uh, Brazil, we're about 30 under right now, 30 cents under it right now. So uh, that's the way it is going, and it's good to see because we definitely need some of that business.
0: How much longer then before we hear stories about rail issues or someone in a in a region doing well? Or are they already out there by the eye roll I just received?
3: Well, that's uh, you know that's something that can always happen, uh, and you know I guess we'll deal that, with that when it comes. But right now, it's you know we don't have anything on the horizon right now. Don should roll his eyes so much, right? Well,
2: that's I mean, always a risk, and you know, and getting fertilizer back up the river too—that's yeah. that's, that's going to be maybe a bigger problem in the fall.
3: Yeah,
0: well, that was a discussion a couple weeks ago was about the, the the fertilizer, and then we're talking about uh, the salt for the roads, and you're having back uh, salt water issues. I mean, is this how long does this tale have of being a story?
1: Well, the good news is, you know, usually we make, we compensate for some of these problems, and I have confidence we will again. But, you know, the uh, domestic, uh, the ethanol plants, the biodiesel plants that are coming on, you know, our export pace, I think you have to say, we're losing out inch by inch to South America on soybeans, and we're picking up uh, our biodiesel demand very strong. So that's probably the new uh, big demand that you have out here, Paul. Okay. Jeff. Yes. Greg wanted to know
0: something off of Twitter. He said, I sold new crop corn this week because of a tremendous basis. Should I be happy with the sale and walk away from it or cover it? And if I should cover it, how should I do it?
3: Uh, It's my opinion. Absolutely. You do cover it. And uh, what we are doing, we're we're buying the March 530 corn call for 15 to 17 cents. Uh, That will keep you in the game for the next four months. 15 cents is the most you can lose. Uh, But if corn wants to move up here, which seasonally, I expect that it will, uh, you can partake on any part of that rally. So yes, uh, we we like, you know, when everybody is selling grain and, and, you know, that's when we want to buy it. When everybody wants to buy it, that's when we want to sell it. So, um, you know, we're looking to re-own reown our sold bushels here. Did you learn anything on commitment
0: of traders from today that was significant for us? And speaking of ownership...
3: Not that big of a switch from uh, funds buying back. Now, that is as of Tuesday this week. So that's, we're not going to get the report action. So they still remain heavily short. We need that catalyst to get them out of those shorts here.
0: Okay, uh, Don, William in Iowa has a question for you. He says, when are we re-owning our 23 soybeans?
1: Well, historically you're supposed to buy them October 3rd, 3rd, 4th in that area, So, or when you're 50% harvested. So I would say you've reached probably both of those. So I would say uh, technicals turned positive this week. I would say setback, um, probably take uh, re-ownership with them, probably some kind of an option strategy. Um, I would buy a call, sell a call, buy like $13 call, sell 14 There's no proof we can go over that number yet, keep your cost low. So I would say you're in that window, Paul, right now. All right, Jeff. Little follow up from Mitch then on this one. What are you doing with unpriced soybean
0: bushels not stored on the farm? Do you sell, store, or reown? Uh,
3: So we're not making sales currently. Uh, We do have targets in. We got targets. You got the 100-day moving average at 1311. Uh, We're going to see if we can get above that, Uh, and then we will sell in that 1340 to 1350 area on off the November. Uh, If you don't want to sell and you are going to uh, you know hold through the winter. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. We'll buy a 1250 put. uh, Just keep some cheap insurance under this market in case we are wrong and seasonally that uh, prices move lower from here. So, yeah, absolutely. Lock it in.
0: Elaine, I know you already talked about basis, but I have another question about basis that came in. Uh, This one is from Kurt and it came via Facebook. Is a basis contract a good option now with grain that you didn't have sold or contracted?
2: So, so as I mentioned, I think that the basis is normal to strong, and, so, and depending on where Kurt is located, you know, uh, that would sort of color my answer, but yeah, I don't have a problem with the basis right now, I, but I don't know that there's necessarily a big risk that it's going to fall apart either. I don't know if somebody has a... You know, I More would urgency. say
1: historically to set the basis right now usually isn't a good time right. because we typically get a rally on the basis going into the Thanksgiving timeframe. Now, a lot of that is because a river push for exports we're we're, were not going to have this year. But um, I would be very leery at harvest of setting the basis, same as making new sales at harvest. So I think both of those for me are uh, not an option.
3: And I think the basis is going to do the work. I, I mean, you might not see the board appreciate, especially in this corn. I mean. Guys are putting it in the bin and they are locking the door. I mean, they're down here at two, three year lows. Uh, They don't want to sell these prices. So I think you will see that basis do the work to get that corn out of the farmer's hand.
0: Is there anything that's going to open that door?
3: I I think if they could get five fifty, five seventy cash, I I think you would you would get some cash sales there for sure. I'm going to ask
0: it the other way. Is it going to how low is it going to have to go before somebody? Opens
3: the door and says, Well, I missed my chance. I better cut my loss now. I think it'd be a lot lower than we are right now. I mean, it's they're pretty set on uh, putting it in the bin and seeing where this thing goes.
1: Well, you know, I think it is different. We talked about it with interest rates. I mean, I think time is money, and I think you'll have guys a little more. Faster sellers than they were previous years, and maybe re ownership in some other way because it's, you know, uh, farming is a capital intensive business. So I think, uh, you know, guys are going to be looking for funds down the road. We don't have those huge prices that we've had the last couple of years to work with, and I think we've kind of sucked off some of that money. Elaine,
0: is there anything that you heard today that makes any one of these commodities, wheat, corn, beans, cotton, that has? cause for setting up as we'll say dry kindling and something could spark it is there a market right now let's just not go to 24 the rest of this year
2: yeah well i mean even to, to jeff's point and to don's point about um the shorts that are in the soybean complex and the weather pattern that's in south america it needs some kind of kindling to get those shorts out of there and maybe the weather could be the thing that does it
0: anything for you
3: so. i you know With what's going around in the world, I mean, you got two major wars happening. Uh, I I think wheat down here at four to five year lows, I mean, it, you know, they're short wheat. I mean, if they come in and just start buying back their uh, short positions, it could be very explosive.
1: I think the sleeper in all these markets soybean meal had a big run to the upside this week, but bean oil is very oversold. It's undervalued. The supply demand balance table was positive. We have a lot of biodiesel plants coming online this next year bigger supplies now, but they're going to uh, deplete quickly. I think that's a sleeper for the next year.
0: Don Rose, good to see you. Thank you so much for your insight. Thank you, Paul. Jeff French, Elaine Cubb. thank you both as well. Great insight today. Kind of fun. Real easy today. Just listen to the three of you. I could do it all day. All right, next week we are going to look at how solar is adding to the bottom line on the farm and we get commodity market analysis from Sean Hackett. Thank you for joining us. Have a great week.